whether it's politics, war, conflict, it all starts with the men. And it ends with the men. If we don't fix the man, the world's doomed. There's no fixing it. Do something that is progressing to the country we need, to the masculinity we need, and to the freedom we need based in that Bible. Growing up was hard. You know, I wanted to quit everything. Uh, I kind of was allowed to quit things, never committed to sports, uh, really anything else out there. Uh, and, it, and it created a, a habit of not very uh, manly behaviors. You're a man living in the modern world in a time when men and manhood are not what they once were. You live life on your own terms. You're self-sufficient. You think for yourself and you march to the beat of your own drum. When life knocks you down, you get back up because in your gut, you know that's what men do. You're a badass and a warrior. And on the days when you forget, we are here to remind you who you really are. Welcome to Cyberman Podcast. I'm your man, Nikki Ballou. This is where we aim to make men masculine. Again, we've got a very special guest lined up for you today. Spencer Mazingo is a veteran of the United States Armed Forces, and he is at the forefront of the battle for men, manhood, and masculinity. He helps run on behalf of Turning Point USA, one of their flagship series of programs for young men to help teach them the tenets of powerful, honorable, traditional masculinity. Welcome, Spencer. Hey, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to have you here, brother. Why don't you tell us your backstory, man, so that the folks can get to know you? Yeah, so real quick, um, I grew up in a fatherless home. I didn't get my stepdad to come into my life until I was about nine years old. I didn't really understand a lot of what was happening in those nine years of being raised by my mom, my grandmother, my great-grandmother. Uh, but it made me a, a very feminine uh, child. And I had a really hard time when I got my stepdad in the picture. And I'm grateful for him taking that responsibility because he taught me a lot of stuff that uh, I didn't agree with at the time, but turned out to be very beneficial. Um, growing up was hard. You know, I wanted to quit everything. Uh, I kind of was allowed to quit things, never committed to sports, uh, really anything else out there. Uh, and, it, and it created a, a habit of not very uh, manly behaviors. I wasn't accountable. I couldn't be counted on. Uh, I didn't stick when things got tough. I just moved forward um, until I was a junior in high school. And I said, you know what? I'm a, I'm a fat kid. And I was a fat kid. There's no shame in that. I'm going to join the Marine Corps because that's going to be successful for me. And everybody told me I was crazy, but some, somewhere in that line, I just, you know, it was like, you know what, I'm going to do this for me. It doesn't matter if anybody else thinks I can do it. It doesn't matter about my history of quitting things and not doing things that were hard. And I did it. And I had a very successful 12 year career. Uh, got hurt while I was there, lost my leg. Um, and it's just been driving forward. Retired from the Marine Corps in 2017 medically, and I was really lost. I took a, a, a job with an oil and gas company thinking, you know, doing what everybody else says you have to do. You got to get a good job, got to make a lot of money. Uh, you got to be successful. And I was miserable every day of my life. Uh, it wasn't until I started aligning my pursuit of God with my pursuit of purpose in God that I started to find true joy in life. 
Um, and it played out on my whole family. I, I, I'm, I'm a husband. I'm a father of six daughters. Six, um, six daughters. Yeah, I've got six, six girls running around here um, screaming daddy. But my purpose for God was to help men be men. And it's so it hits so much more at home because I have six daughters that I'm going to marry off someday. And I'm terrified to marry them off into the quality of men that we have running around uh, in the world today that are confused. Uh, and we did it to them. We, 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 made, we, we villainized masculinity. We uh, created confusion in identity and we completely stripped God out of the picture. And that's exactly what we're trying to do. We're putting God back in the picture. We're telling men it's okay to be strong. It's okay to be aggressive. It's okay to be assertive. And we're giving them a platform to use that for good. First of all, thank you for your service to the cause of freedom. And, uh, you know, God bless your heart for um, leaving a part of your body on the battlefield. Uh, uh, that's an honorable thing to do. Uh, and uh, here at Sovereign Man, honor is a big deal. And secondly, you're surrounded, man. <laughs> your wife and six girls. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's wild. <laughs> um, yeah, never a dull moment. Uh, definitely um, one of those, 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 those comical things that God does. It's like, I'm not going to give you any sons, but I'm going to want you to make men. Uh, and that's that took one of those, like, ah, oh, I see what you were doing now by giving me daughters, is you wanted me to focus that energy on the external male, not just getting comfortable with raising my own sons. What are the age ranges of your girls? My oldest is 17. My youngest is one year old. So everything in between. So we've got the attitude, the emotions and the crying and everything. That's wild. Well, congratulations to you and your wife. I think that's, that's incredible. You know, this, this thing that you talk about being feminized as a young man, um, that is something that is pervasive throughout our culture and our society. Um, the man who has the biggest podcast for men exclusively for men is Ryan Mickler of the order of man. The order of man has over a thousand men in their flagship program called the iron council. It is uh, wonderful. And you think, wow, a thousand men, that's a big number. Um, but it really isn't. It's a tiny part of a village. And I told Ryan, we got to get, the Iron Council of 10,000 men. And he's like, wow, that's exciting. I go, yeah, but even that's not, <laughs> that's, we need 10,000 more men like you with, with 10,000 Iron Councils of 10,000 men each. 10,000 times 10,000 is 100 million. Even that is a small number of men if you look at the global population. So we need men that are out there doing the work to raise men and teach them the basics of masculinity, teach them the basics of looking a man in the eye, shaking his hand firmly, doing what he says he's going to do. Uh, on um, on Friday, my oldest son is 17. Uh, I came home and he had a, an appointment at five o'clock with a local uh, uh, RMT massage. And he was home at 520. And I'm like, what are you doing? Why aren't you there? He says, well, you didn't come home to give me the money. And I, you know, we'd taken his phone away as a consequence of, for something else he'd done. And so, so I didn't go. I'm like, you're going right now. He goes, no, 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 the, the, the thing's over. I'm not going. I made him stop what he was doing. I said, I don't care if you're going to do this or not. 
you are not leaving those folks there without letting them know what you did. And if they ask you for payment, you're paying for the session you missed. And I kicked him out of the house. I made him go do it. He was pissed. But uh, he did it. And, you know, my job as a father is not to be my son's friend. He's already got friends. My job is to be his father, which means that I'm friendly to him, but I'm also strict. And I'm teaching him how to behave in a certain kind of way. And then there's folks who say, well, you've done your job by the age of 15. You can't really parent kids anymore. And I'm like, excuse my language, bullshit. <laughs> right? What are you talking about? He lives in my house. These are my rules. And I he's still got lessons to learn. If he'd learned them already, sure, I'd stop. But he hasn't. <laughs> so that's how it goes. Yeah, I think it's really important to note that whole father aspect is, you know, that's part of the issue we're having with is we've got a fatherless generation and it starts from the top down as we cut God out of things. So we've got rid of the almighty father and then the earthly fathers said, oh, you mean I can quit and just I have to pay a bill every month to not have to be a dad? Yeah, sign me up for that. I don't want to do it anymore. And then you have the overworked fathers, the un the untrained fathers and being a father and everything else and leading men. It's a problem that we need to fix. We, we need to empower these dudes to go, you know what, this this is what it means to be a father. You might've had a crappy one or you might not have had one at all, but this this is what you need to do to raise your sons. And that's the only way we fix this. Every issue we have in the world, whether it's politics, war, conflict, it all starts with the men and it ends with the men. If we don't fix the man, the world's doomed. There's no fixing. All of this didn't happen by accident, right? A hundred years ago, 105 years ago to be, 106 years ago to be exact, the um, communist revolution took place in Russia. And Vladimir Lenin uh, and his cohorts overthrew the Tsar, had him and his entire family murdered, including the children. And um, what they did is they imposed communism in Russia. They took God out of the country and they imposed communism in that country. And they had an objective to create one, one government, one world communist revolution. And they knew that they couldn't do it because standing in their way was the great adversary, the United States of America. So Lenin knew he could never defeat the United States by a frontal assault, but he could weaken it from within and then take it without firing a shot. So he sent a German communist by the name of Willy Munzenberg into the United States with instructions to recruit willing accomplices, useful idiots, to start weakening America from within. And that's what he did. He found progressives to go and start to weaken American institutions like uh, academia, the media, and Hollywood storytelling. And it took them 80, 90 years to do their job, but they did their job. And America went from being an overtly patriotic country to being one really that hates itself in many ways. The schools teach kids to hate America, to hate themselves for having you know, the wrong color skin, in this case, white skin, <laughs> right? To hate um, 
God, even in the movies right now, or overtly anti-American in the media. Well, I don't think I need to say too much about the media that you don't already know. But this is what's happened. And there, there was a book written by a former CIA case officer called Kent Clisby. And the name of the book is Willing Accomplices. And if you read this book, it, it will open your eyes to exactly why this is happening. This is not an accident. This did not just happen. And the only thing that could possibly overcome this is a group of committed individuals like Turning Point USA, Charlie Kirk, and folks like him and folks like you and me deliberately taking action to do something about it uh, at the grassroots level. Because top-down, it's not going to happen right now. The bad guys are in charge, quite frankly. Uh, but God is on our side. And that's why I believe in the long run, we're going to win. 100%. You know, there, there, there's a revival of the masculine heart happening. You look at everything that's going on, what you're doing, what Ryan Mickler's doing, what a lot of other organizations are doing, is we're starting to focus on men. So we know there's a problem. We know that it was on purpose. The, 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 the testosterone levels, the uh, progressive programming, everything else, all of it's on purpose. The, the lack of procreation and reproduction and stuff. It's all an attack on America, which we can fix easily, but we have to understand. And this is what they don't want us to understand is that true freedom is based in God. In order to serve that God, you have to have the freedom to be a man and do the stuff that he called us to do, biblical masculinity. So if they can shut all of that down, then there's nothing we can do. What we have to do, and I'm going to get tore up for saying is have a revolution of man, men who are committed to action, Go out there, do the right thing, raise sons, fight for your communities, fight for your country, stand up for what's right, stand up for the unborn, stand up for those who can't stand up for themselves. Do something productive. Do something that is progressing to the country we need, to the masculinity we need, and to the freedom we need based in that Bible. Amen, brother. Powerfully said, well said, and that's what it's all about. And to me, um, the more men are out there that are doing this work, the better. Although obviously there's some that do it better than others. There's some that understand it better than others. But we need men that are standing up for men. And we need powerful, strong men with good knowledge to help make a difference. So tell me a little bit about the summit Tell me a little bit about your involvement in it and tell me how folks can find out about it, become a part of it, et cetera. Yeah, not, not going to give a lot on a, our actual program. The, the summit was kind of birthed. Um, Turning Point's been doing a lot of events and they're more of a convention style. Come in, hear some great speakers, talk about freedom and whatnot. Uh, one day I was riding with Charles, like, hey, we need to do something for the man. Uh, and he asked me what, what I had in mind. I was like, it's going to be really different. He's like, well, what do you mean? I was like, well, we're going to take them out. We're going to do really hard stuff. We're going to starve them. We're going to make them really tired. And we're going to build them back up by the time we're done. He's like, okay. So we ran one. Great results. We ran another. And now we're scheduled to do 10 this year. Ultimately, you show up. Um, you have very little information. We put you through 72 hours of immersion. <laughs> immersion, in, immersion into masculinity. 
Uh, and then we send you home. Uh, but we send you home with the call to action. Like that stuff I was just talking about. It's something to do and accountability. And I think that's where a lot of these men things fail. Uh, and men in general fail is we lack the accountability necessary to continue doing it. Uh, we can't do things on our own. Remember, we create most of the hells we have to live through. So if we rely on self-reliance to get us through, we are looking for solutions in the problem. We need brotherhood. We need like-minded individuals to hold us accountable. And that's what we're creating with this summit is we have alumni. We're getting our stuff to do alumni, community service projects, reaching out. Uh, we had the America Fest in December. All the alumni that we've had from past summits last year all got together and hiked up Camelback. Uh, together and just talked about, you know, reminisced on the summit, talked about what we're doing in the future, talked about successes. We've had a lot of good dudes who've gone and uh, become more successful in their careers after their summit. We've had some that have taken over men's ministries at their church just on a dime and are being extremely successful. And we just have guys who are becoming better men and finding girlfriends that are going to be their wives and raising their kids. Um and all of that is by giving them an opportunity to encounter what has happened uh, in almost all civilizations through history is, you know, doing hard things and having that rite of passage is mm. I have something hard that I need to do. And guess what? I know it's going to be hard. I'm probably going to fail, but that's okay. Cause I'm going to learn something. Most of these guys are figuring out what they're made of for the first time at the age 22, 23, um, younger and older. It's necessary. Guys have got to start standing up and doing the right things, but it all starts with finding out what you're made of, who you are, what's God's purpose for you, and are you going to make the complete surrender to do what he's asking? We can't have both ways. And kind of talking about some of the other ones real quick, and this, this is something that goes around our cadre and our team big, is it's hashtag one kingdom. I don't care if, you know, it's Ryan Mickler's or Steve Weatherford's or uh, Pursuit, which is another great organization that's doing men's stuff. We're all serving the same kingdom. I refuse to get into a competition with other men's ministries. Yeah, that's ridiculous. No competition, man. I want to 100% partner our summit and Turning Point USA's The Summit with Ryan Mickler. I want to partner it with everybody else out there because together we go back to what you were talking about. There may be a thousand men here, which I can put a thousand men through a summit a year. Um, but we also have an advanced leadership course. We'll talk about that in a second. But those men can go out and they can make a thousand men. And then we can partner with Ryan and his group. And then together we're creating mentor mentees that are going to work together to help reach more men. And this organization over here. So we all got to work together. This is the, the time for divisiveness. And this is mine. You it's get over. your own. It's, it's time to, to stand together, shoulder to shoulder on the battlefield, grab your shield, raise it up, grab your sword, press forward. Let's win this battle together. Well, brother, I, um, I'm excited to hear you say that because one of the reasons I wanted you on the show besides telling your story is to explore how we can partner together. And I got a, I got a, I got an idea for you, man. Um, it's awesome. We put tons of men through what you're doing and we find a way to get more than a thousand men a year in there. Cause I think we need to probably get it up to a hundred thousand a men a year and soon for this to have the level of impact we need uh, somehow. But um, I'm 55 years old. I've got a bunch of men in our organization who are successful men, who are masculine men. We've done a number of men's programs. We've done Justin Sterling's Sterling Men's Weekend. I don't know if you've heard of Justin. Justin has been doing 
men's work since 79. He's put a tens of thousands of men through his programs to help them but live as honorable masculine men. It's not specifically Christian-based. There's people from all kinds of faiths that come through it, but it is powerful and really helps men, especially in their relationship with their women. Uh, it, it, be good. And we we run programs. We teach men stuff ongoingly, though. Twice a month, there's uh, meetings on Zoom and in person where men get to have real conversations and keep this alive. So as important as it is to do a 72-hour program, a three-day transformational program is where it's at. I've done a bunch of those in a bunch of different settings. They need to have this kept alive day in, day out, week in, week out. They need to be a part of the conversation with other men, and they need to constantly not only be doing it for themselves, but also be bringing the next group of men to the summit. Because if that could happen, the way we could – work it out with you men is we could bring a ton of men um and just say hey y'all need to do the summit y'all need to do the summit y'all need to come come through here and then once the summit is over not all of those men but a bunch of those men are going to say you know what i want to keep the principles alive i still want to be around a group of men i know i can't do it on my own i think brotherhood is not a one-time thing brotherhood is an ongoing thing well that's my idea yeah, 100%. Um, I, I call it the church camp high. You know, you go to any three-day event, it's great. It gets you, on, gets you on a high. And then if you don't have that accountability, you're going back to where you were. If you don't commit to journaling, you don't commit to study, you don't commit to a lifelong change, you're going to go back to where you are. And that's why we're going to put a lot of emphasis into that. So we have our advanced leadership course. We'll be running our first one September of this year. We'll take 10 men out for 10 days up in the Beartooth Mountains, and it's going to be more of that train the trainer. Our, my my long-term goal is to work myself out of a job. I want to create leaders who are going to go back to their churches and their communities that can run their own summits. So if I create a thousand leaders that each go out and run a hundred people through their summit, you know, a month, that those numbers now we're getting to that million man to that hundred million men going going happen and then i can just sit back and say you know what i did what you asked god what do you got now what's next amen all that's important all that's important i think every uh everything you said has to happen and i think groups need to put men through programs because a a lot of these a, a lot of these men that are doing things um you know don't understand the importance of doing both you got to have men do something transformational because without an initial burst of transformation, you just got a bunch of men coming in who are unfortunately infected with a weak mind virus of the beta male. And you got to kick that out of them first. And then them being in a group makes a ton of sense, you know, because that's kind of one of the great things about the summit. I just want to mention this because I get a lot of, you know, stuff from people is you believe in Jesus if you don't come anyways, because I guarantee you, you're going to learn something. Our foundations is in the Bible and being a follower, but you can come, um, come for the camping, the experience, the, the, the doing the hard stuff, uh, and at least be exposed. People gave me a lot of crap when I said that, uh, but I, I see it this way is I want, Muslims, I want Jewish, I want Mormons, I want unbelievers to come. Well, then good. Then we can bring all kinds of men your way because we got yeah, lots it's of an opportunity men a, in here. So, yeah. Yeah, it's an opportunity, A, for them to to be awakened to masculinity, but it's also another opportunity to witness to them of the one truth. Well, i tell you what we can do offline. We can chat um, about uh, 
you know, one of the summits. Let's, I want to understand what all the dates are and where they're going to be, but I'll partner with you for one of them to, to send a bunch of men your way on that. And let's, um, let's make that happen. We want them to be men from our kind of world, the sovereign man world, but these are men who are going to need uh, something that they can attend. That's going to really jolt them out of their, their comfort zone and their, uh, unmanly feminized way of of thinking that they may not even be aware of but is ruling their life and is having them not live life as the best version of themselves so like i'm game if you are brother let's find a few ways to do some of these things i i think we could create a beautiful partnership and a beautiful friendship in this fashion and i'd like to invite you actually to come to one of our zoom meetings man sit in the sit in the room you know, and listen to see what we're doing with these men. I think you're going to like what it's all about. And th- this is the ways where we can create some good interlocking connections between us and make all this go in a beautiful way. Yeah. hundred percent. Say when we'll make it happen. Uh, Thursday night, seven thirty Eastern. If you're free for one hour. Yeah, I'll be there. And also say when let's get this partnership summit. Let's get these guys through it. You got to send me all the dates. Um, cause I'm committed to sending a bunch of men to something. So I got to meet that commitment first, but as soon as that commitment's over, my next commitment's to you. So, yep. so every, everyone who listens to this for you as well, you can go to tpusa.com slash the summit that has all nine of our dates set on it. And you can oh, go ahead awesome. and search for all those now. Okay. That's easy so, enough. I can do that myself. Tpusa.com slash the summit. Tpusa.com slash the summit. All right. So um, I think that's awesome. So I want to tell you something else. Uh, I am writing this book. It's about to come out. I don't know if you can see it. Yep. So this is a book called The Great Patriot Bicot Book. It is the second book I've written with the great Wayne Allen Roots, who I think Charlie will know if you don't know him. This is our first book, The Great Patriot Boycott Book, Protest and Boycott. It's a group of 116 woke companies to boycott. This is a group of 123 patriot companies to buy from. And one of the organizations listed here is Turning Point USA. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you folks are are are, are being fed in a, in a good way. Um, Wayne is friends with Donald Trump Jr. He just sent him a note saying that this book's coming out. So I'm excited about that. And um, uh, I'd love to interview Charlie if that's a possibility, because I think that uh, what we're, what we want to do for men is something he can get behind. And uh, I, I got two podcasts. I got a men's podcast and I got this podcast and I got a, a business podcast. This, the men's podcast. I'd love to put him on both of those. Give this to, to all of our people. Love to love to get to know what this man's all about because uh, we're big fans of him and the work that he does. So, yeah, we'll definitely have to make that happen. We'll uh, we'll work on that over the next couple of weeks. Find yeah. the time to get that. So ch- check out the the protest book because if you show it to him, I think he he might recognize Wayne, Wayne's name. And then the other book, you can let him know it's coming out shortly. I'll text you the cover that I just showed you. Awesome, and, that'd be and, great. Um, I think Charlie's. I, I think I should show you this just actually, no, I shouldn't show you this because the book's not out yet. I'm not supposed to show the world, but when we're, when we're off camera and we're not recording, I'll show it to you real briefly, but he's, he's, he's in there as one of the patriotic podcaster group. (laughs) So it's, yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing, man. 
Spencer, what you're doing is amazing. Uh, I believe uh, very strongly that um, men need this. I'm a Christian from Iran myself. We we escaped the Islamic Revolution to come to the West, and uh, I'm a I'm a committed follower of Jesus Christ, and I believe that. But one who swears. So I just got to let you know. I got a foul mouth <laughs> today. I'm I'm on my best behavior, <laughs> but uh, uh, I think it's important that more men see what you're doing, become a part of it. And I think all the men that are part of this type of work, the Ryan Micklers, you know, the Larry Hagners, the Bedros Kulkians, the Nick Kumalatsos, the Nikki Balus, the Spencer Mozingos, we all need to get together and uh, find ways to team up because together we are so much stronger and we can get a better result for men. If we all try to just do our own thing in our own silos, this is going to be a slow and painful process. If 30, 40 powerful men get together and say, you know what, this is about making a difference for men and not just necessarily about me, you know, creating a business or whatever. I bet you we could reach a hundred million men in under three years. If we reach a hundred million men, that's going to change the world. You know, um, Martin Luther King uh, had a theory about what percentage of the population needed to adopt a new idea before the entire society adopted it. And he said it was 2%. When 2% of the population of a society adopts a new idea, that society will very quickly transform and all that society will adopt it. Now, if you think about this, the civil rights movement, equality for, for all the races, the idea of it had been around since, you know, the 1800s, the civil war happened in the 1860s, but it took a hundred years to get 2% of the American population to say, yes, we must have this. And then within three years, it went from two to 11%. And then, from 11% to 100% was an inevitability. And we need to do the same thing for the work of masculinity for men. This is the civil rights issue of our time. And we've got to have the major organizations that are doing work around this find a way to band together. And I'm glad you see it that way because at the moment, unfortunately, not all of them do see it that way. So let's find the like-minded and let's have the coalition of the willing and let's make this happen, man. Let's change the world together in the next five to 10 years. That's what I say we need to do. Yeah, 100%. And, and the world's ready. Like every country, every society is ready for men to stand back up. I get messages from women all the time. It's like, hey, how, how can I can you like kidnap my husband or my son and get him there and fix him? We Like I need that. We've got people asking us like, can you set up a dating app so we can meet some of these real men? Women want men to be men again. They want them yeah, to put down buddy. the games. They want them to stop drinking. They want them to... You know, be assertive. They want them to make decisions. They want them to raise a family. They want them to father their children. They want them to lead. They want them to have vision of where the family is going to go, vision of where the community is going to go. And that all relates into the vision of where our country is going to go. And the coalition's great, but men and the guys doing these organizations need to understand it's just not about the money. Like I said, I want to it work myself not. out of my job. We have to do it because it's what's the right thing to do. It's what God's calling us to do. And if we don't, we're screwed. Amen, brother. Amen. Not that we're against money. Money is good. We like money. Yeah, money is great. Money is good, but it is not about the money. And the ironic thing is, if folks get that it's not about the money, that's when the Lord blesses you with the money. <laughs> so, 100%. Yeah. yeah. yeah no. 
Uh, so, Spencer, uh, we're going to go to the website, tpusa.com forward slash the summit. Uh, all the dates are going to be there. So um, if you're listening to this and you're a man, go to that website, check out some of the dates for the summit and book yourself into one of them. If you're a woman who has a man in your life that could use this, point him to that website right away and ethically manipulate him into doing it. <laughs> so here's the great thing about the summit is you look at a lot of different organizations out there running courses so they should look at 4500 to 5 grand to run it. We have $150 registration plus you get yourself there. We also have scholarship opportunities. Now our scholarship opportunities are not just hey register and get free money. They're action based whether it's reading a book, doing something in your community, you have to earn that money. We will make it so that any man that wants to come to the summit gets an opportunity to come through it. So don't be turned down by a registration fee or having to pay your staff. Click the subscription or the uh, scholarship opportunity button and we'll find a way to make it work. Good. But I want to say this. If you're a man and you can't afford 150 bucks right now, that's exactly the reason you need to do the summit. Yeah. Like straight up, you can't afford 150 bucks. Your life ain't working. Okay. Because anybody ought to be able to come up with 150 bucks to do something. And uh, honestly, over time, I'm probably going to persuade Spencer to raise that fee. Still have the scholarship opportunities for the for the folks who, who need it, but that's too that's too good a price, man. <laughs> and it is. We have really gracious donors who have who have funded this for us uh, for the foreseeable future. But we don't want to do things for free because when you're given something for free, you have no skin in the game. No skin in the game. Effort. You have no, to I have. I get it. I get it. It's great that your donors are doing this, but let's have the men that need it get that and let's have the men who can afford to pay a little more pay a little more i mean this could be twice the price and it's still a bargain still yeah. a bargain anyways i'll talk to you about it offline that's just my personal opinion you don't have to listen to me but hey if they, if they, they keep it up with this inflation i'm sure we'll have to eventually just keep <laughs> we'll see where it ends up. there you go there you go spencer mazingo man it has been an honor to have you on the show um you know uh it's um it's the first of many of these interviews that we're going to have. And I'm going to make a suggestion uh, to you and I that we speak offline about a bunch of these things. And I think you ought to go on a whole bunch of different podcasts for men and spread the word about this. You know, I use a service. That's how I met Eric called Podmatch. And if you get yourself a Podmatch account, and I can send you a link if you like to get one. For 50 bucks a month, they send you six potential matches a day. And men in masculinity, there's a ton of podcasts there. Now, there's some of them are pretty small, but that's okay. Because if all you do is you persuade the host that he should do it, you know, that you, you've got on 50 shows, you got 50, 50 men to come right. there. And then anybody who's following them that does it, I think that's a good thing. In my opinion, your message is powerful. You're powerful going on shows like this. We'll give you an opportunity to make a difference for men and we'll get more men to be attracted to the message. Because I know about TPUSA, but until I met Eric, I had no idea that TPUSA was involved in creating something like the summit. So keep that in mind. More men need to know. A lot more. You, you have Eric to thank for the podcasting. Eric was the very first podcast I've ever done. Uh, and he brought me on the show and it was the most uncomfortable thing ever. I was like, I'm never doing this again. Um, 
And then I just, God kept saying, it's like, Hey, you can't do my mission. I have for you unless you tell people about it. So go out there and tell people about it. So that's what I'm doing. I will be launching our podcast. It's kind of associated with the summit called the resilient warrior podcast, talking about how every man's a warrior. It doesn't matter if you were in the military or if you were law enforcement, but you're a warrior uh, for your own battles. And we'll talk about a lot of topics and give a lot of interviews of guys through the summit. And we'll, we'll capture all of those emotions uh, and stuff that are happening there as well. And that should launch by the end of this summer. Like I said, I'm not that yeah. smart. And I'm trying to figure out how Good to set stuff. this stuff. Um, love to come on that when, when you have it up and running. Yeah. And I'll come and attend one of the summits this year. As we discussed offline, I have a little bit of a challenge, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll make it happen. All right, brother. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We'll catch you on the flip side. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Sovereign Man Podcast. If you're ready to take charge of your life and become the man you've always wanted to be, we invite you to join the movement at SovereignMan.ca.